is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, nail biting. When does it go beyond just a bad habit? It's kind of crazy what nail biting can lead to. I mean, the list goes on. How nail biting can cause serious health problems when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Reed Pence, the producer and host of Radio Health Journal. If you like listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. This week on Viewpoints. I'm really thankful for Rodeo because it gave me that step to be able to go to college and that step into the real world. The Cowboys and Cowgirls of Tomorrow. Then... According to some studies, the McDonald's arches are more recognizable worldwide than the Christian cross, which is crazy if you think about it. When did fast food become a global phenomenon? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Radio Health Journal and Viewpoints on your favorite radio station. And subscribe and listen anytime on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. Most people have a bad habit or two. Many of them are established in childhood and are carried around throughout life. For example, a surprising number of people bite their nails, according to Dr. Dana Stern, assistant clinical professor of dermatology at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. It's shockingly common. And in fact, when I first came across this statistic, I was surprised. It's about 20 to 30 percent of the general population. And this statistic may actually be low because we really think that the prevalence is likely underestimated because patients are often embarrassed to seek help for this condition. Just like any habit, nail biting occurs in varying degrees. Some people may just chew off hangnails. Others are chronic biters who tear at their cuticles and the skin around their nails, causing terrible damage. But why do we bite our nails in the first place? Dr. Fred Penzel says it may be linked to evolutionary grooming behaviors. Penzel is a psychologist and executive director of Western Suffolk Psychological Services in Huntington, New York. He focuses his work on habits he calls body-focused repetitive behaviors, like skin picking, hair pulling, and nail biting. All these things, as I say, have some relationship to grooming behaviors. However, they were never meant to go as far as they go when it becomes a disorder, basically. So all these things have their roots in evolution and early types of behaviors. They say all people do a certain amount of them, but for the majority of people, they don't become problematical or don't turn into disorders in their own right. But for people who bite beyond what's normal, their nails are visibly different. You basically tend to see an abnormal short, uneven nails. Oftentimes, the cuticles are affected. Biting can occur anywhere along the length of the nail. So the cuticle is the nail's protective seal at the base of the nail, and it's a very crucial anatomical structure. A person may have infections, they may have skin damage or, you know, nail bed damage, things like that, or uh, it causes scabs and bleeding and kind of unsightliness and causes social problems, you know, to the point where the person's keeping their hands behind their back or in their pockets 
when they're around other people because it creates like a sort of social embarrassment in addition to, you know, these medical and other problems. As Penzel says, infection is a major concern for extreme nail biters. The constant contact between the mouth and open wounds around the nails can lead to a variety of health problems, especially when the cuticle is damaged. The cuticle is essentially what prevents everything from entering the nail unit. And so lots of biters like to kind of pick and tear at that structure, and that can wreak havoc in a lot of ways. It can actually result in secondary infections, things called paronychias. And there are actually two types of paronychias. One is caused by yeast and one is caused by bacteria. And what is crucial to understand with respect to nail biting is that our oral flora, the kind of bacterial ecosystem in our mouth, so to speak, is kind of in a well-balanced state within our mouths. But when we stick our fingers in there, our nails will kind of take on organisms that are not supposed to be lingering and entering the nail unit. Nail biting can cause other injuries and damage to the nails as well. You can develop something called a splinter hemorrhage, which is these little black longitudinal streaks within the nail that are actually blood that collect in the grooves within the nail bed. And those are a direct result of trauma. Basically what's happening is the nail biter is essentially crushing the little capillaries and blood supply within the nail bed. And then the grooves within the nail bed fill with blood and it looks like a black splinter. You can also develop other abnormalities such as punctate leukonychia, which are white spots throughout the nail. Those are very common in children. Stern says it's even possible for someone with a history of oral herpes to transfer that to their nails. That's called herpetic whitlow. You'd think with all these complications, people would try hard to quit, but it's not that simple. You're trying to satisfy a need within your nervous system, which is pretty powerful. You know, it's like... uh... There's usually, let's say, some mechanism that regulates levels of stimulation within the nervous system. And in this case, in these folks, it's not working very well. So it's very hard to resist. Your nervous system wants what it wants, basically. And nails are always there. So is hair and skin. They're always available. You can always use them for this purpose. Penzel says chronic nail biters seem to have no control over their biting. But resources, like a therapist, can help those who can't seem to break the habit. If it's serious enough, probably need to work with a specialist, you know, therapist who's trained and has experience in treating disorders of this kind because, first of all, you need to do a very careful behavioral analysis of it to understand all the triggers and all the inputs that generally lead to a person doing this. And then you have to either eliminate those triggers or control them in some way or modify them or find substitutes. So it's, as I say, it's a very comprehensive kind of therapy and you really need someone who has experience in doing this. You know, people may try one or two little uh, techniques that they've heard about, but it won't be enough to overcome a problem that's become quite serious and become very pervasive. Once people quit biting their nails, obviously it stops infection and further damage. But sometimes it may be too late. People who have been lifelong nail biters who are really biting down by the cuticle area, sometimes their nails are very wide and it's very hard to reverse that. Sometimes the nails will actually develop pigment from biting. So what happens is the nail biter has kind of these black 
to brown to gray longitudinal streaks in the nail. And the reason that occurs is because the nail actually has melanocytes, which are the melanin-producing cells. And typically, those cells are not producing pigment. They're kind of sleeping. They're dormant. But when they get stimulated, and trauma is the number one stimulus in the nail of these melanocytes, they wake up and start producing pigment, and it appears as these brown to black stripes. And those can be even once the nail biting stops, those can take years to fade and sometimes they don't end up fading. The melanocytes are just permanently stimulated. This sort of permanent damage is why it's important for people who are chronic biters to seek help to get over what's more than just a bad habit. You can find out more about all our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. Our writer producer this week is Morgan Kelly. Our studio producer is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Radio Health Journal returns in just a moment. Glaucoma is an eye disease that affects more than 3 million Americans. It can cause permanent vision loss, and there is currently no cure. Glaucoma Research Foundation recently commissioned a survey to learn more about patients' experiences with the disease. 64% of those surveyed said glaucoma impacts their lives daily. 76% said they are very concerned about losing their vision. And fewer than half are very satisfied with the eye drops they currently use to manage glaucoma. Dr. Andrew Ewa, Glaucoma Research Foundation Board Chair. The information, services, and treatments available to glaucoma patients have increased significantly in recent years. But we know that patients still struggle to manage the disease. This survey helped us understand patients' current experiences so that we can identify new ways to support them. The National Glaucoma Impact Survey was supported by Airy Pharmaceuticals. For more information, visit glaucoma.org. That's glaucoma.org. Paid non-attorney spokesperson paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention military vets and current soldiers who served between 2002 to 2016. Have you or a loved one suffered hearing loss or tinnitus after serving or while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces? You may be entitled to compensation. 3M, the manufacturer of earplugs made for combat, recently paid the government $9.1 million to settle a False Claims Act case for knowingly selling these defective earplugs for over a decade. Specifically, the United States argued that the manufacturer knew their earplugs were too short for proper insertion into users' ears and that the earplugs could loosen and therefore didn't perform properly or reduce noise the way they should have. If you or a loved one suffered hearing loss or tinnitus after serving or while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces, you need to choose the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to seek the most compensation for your injuries. Call the Sentinel Group now for more information and a free case review. Call 800-655-6458. 800-655-6458. That's 800-655-6458. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. 
Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTracks Communications. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please support our show by subscribing, sharing it with a friend, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and RadioHealthJournal.net. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. I discovered in very short order that my dad who raised me wasn't my biological father. The unintended consequences of direct-to-consumer genetic testing. Then, synesthesia, a word that means blending of senses in ancient Greek, a result of cross-wiring in the brain. If you are gasping for air, I feel it in my body. If you're having a panic attack, I feel it in my body. And that's something that happens all the time with everyone I see. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.